Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 Movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is O Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose Johnson where we talk all things movies through the power of top eight lists so we are back guys last time we did the best films of 2023 it was pretty epic but now we're going to look at romantic comedies not a list i thought was coming anytime soon i thought what the hell let's mix it up and do a little bit different so jess what is like how are you romantic film romantic movies like can you kind of do you kind of just watch them why not or do you search them out how does that look for you 100 percent stereotype love them Love them all. <laughs> Every time we joke, it's a hard list. I thought, man, I could create so many sub lists within this list, but I wouldn't have anybody to create the list with, so it probably wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> I have to say straight off the bat with these kind of lists, like we normally say, like, oh, you know, is it tricky? You know what it's like. This is just so complicated because what is a romantic comedy? So when we meet some people at work, I think it was like two months ago, we're going through the highest gross and we're like, that's not a romantic comedy. Like that's more a romance drama or that one's more of a comedy. It's really complicated, guys. So we've, we've really tried our best here. I can see on some of these lists there is some high school stuff in there, but some of the high school stuff is more about the high school life than it is about the romance. I think the romance is a bit of it. You know what I mean? So for example, Easy A, which is like one of my favorite films, isn't really a romantic comedy as such. It's more about her going against what high school is meant to be. You know what I mean? So yeah, the rules have been they're quite muddy. So I, there's some things I didn't put in because for me, like Mean Girls, I don't think that's a romantic comedy. That's a high school comedy, really. So I think we're going to do a high school list at some point. There's enough films to do it. So I can't, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be really, really fun based in schools so i just want to get that straight out guys because it was a little bit tricky and kind of we, we had a few rules so let's just like say them to give you a sense so there's no confusion here so the level of comedy within the romance can be varied so it's allowed to be varied <laughs> there must be a love story mostly theming through the whole thing where possible or something about love or dating or whatever um, then no film franchises, only film franchises allowed are four or less, and no musicals. So let me check. There's no musicals here. Nope, we're in the clear. <laughs> okay, good. I think there was a musically one in box office. And I took it out. So just letting you guys know, I did some editing. I think that's fine. I'm in charge here. It's fine. All right. So yeah, you can call us out if you want on social media on some of these, but I, they look pretty solid to me. Um, so we will. Uh, we will take a look. So let's jump straight in. Um, we're going to be looking at box office first, then me, then Jess. And then we're going to look at IMDb highest rated on average. I couldn't really find many people um, for this particular list, but we may return to something like this in the future and someone else can have a go too. 
this is really cool, actually. It'd be good to see the difference between box office and what the audience actually think, not just what they spent. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. So Jess, if you don't mind, as always, I would love you to read out the box office. And I put the take in dollars um, and everything's in the millions. So people know that already. So let's dive in and we'll discuss it afterwards. All right. In the eighth spot is Knocked Up with $148 million. In the seventh spot, Sex in the City, the movie, $152 million. In the sixth spot, Runaway Bride. 153 million. In the fifth spot, The Proposal, 163 million. In the fourth spot, There's Something About Mary, 176 million. In the third spot, Hitch, 179 million. In the second spot, What Women Want, 182 million. And with a big jump in the number one spot, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, 242 million. Thank you so much. That was great. We will now make our way through this list and share our thoughts. Um, so first off, this big fat Greek wedding situation. So <laughs> when I do these lists at work with people, they're like, why the hell is that like the highest grossing? And that's all I ever hear. So I'm like, who are the people that have watched this? Because most people just seem to be like, what? So anyway, I'm confused by that. I presume all these people went because they were told it was good or they liked the trailer or something. And then they went, paid the money, and then that was it. And that's why it's top. I don't know. I haven't got anything against it. I just don't get why it's taken so much more than the second place. It's so weird. Anyway, um, it's a good film. It's fine, but it's weird. So I'm just going to get that out of the way straight away. Um, so I'll quickly whiz through them, Jess, and then you can do it too. So yeah, Knocked Up, um, Seth Rogen. I mean, it's okay. It's pretty good. Quite liked it. It's on my top eight. Spoiler alert. Uh, Sex in the City, the movie, yeah, fair enough. TV show so popular, why would it not do well? Um, I think I've seen it. Not a big Sex in the City fan, but um, it was fun. Runaway Bride, I love the fact there's some old stuff in here. It's a nice mix of newish, oldish, so that's really cool. Runaway Bride is a bit of a classic, so that's fine. The Proposal, I absolutely love that film so much. I love Sandra Bullock, and I love Ryan Reynolds, so I was pretty set. Um, and it was quite a cool story because the guy was kind of like, she was like the powerful character. And back then, that was really cool to see. Really cool. The song about Mary, obviously absolute classic. We all know the scene with the hair. We all know about that. So that's fine. Um, so I get that that's in there. Hitch, I really like Hitch. That was really fun. Will Smith's great in that. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And what women want, it's very silly. You know, hair dryer in the bath. Um, electrocute himself and they can hear um, people's thoughts, women's thoughts. So... Why not give that a go? I just think it's a bit weird that it was Mel Gibson of all people in it. I thought it was a bit weird. But hey, I guess it works. So I'm just going to leave it there, really, because I want to talk about my films more than these. So um, I think it's a solid list, and I have nothing against any of it, really. Your thoughts, Jess? I've seen all of them, <laughs> which I'm not sure how many times I can actually say that at this point. But yeah, I think... Like you said, a bit of a nice variety. There's some some newer ones, some some older ones. I th this was hard. Like you said, the definition because then it kind of made me rethink a couple of the ones on my list where I'm like, okay, is it actually listed as a comedy or just a romantic comedy or as like you said, a romantic drama? So one of those, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm like, oh, what is that considered? I don't know. You know, 
either way, good movies. I've, I've enjoyed all of them. I'm right there with you on the what made my big fat Greek wedding that big of a jump compared to a lot of these others. It's very, uh, very big jump. So I'm excited about our list. I know there's a lot on yours that I absolutely love as well. So I'm happy to give more movies more love. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, it's a nice mix. But to be fair, there's not actually much in that that's from the last six, seven years, I reckon. I think when Six City came out. There's nothing new in there. So it shows that they don't have the same power they used to, do they? They're not getting the, they're not getting people in the cinemas as much. So maybe that era sort of come to a close a little bit. Um, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because I think probably the most recent one there is probably Sex and City, isn't it? Maybe Knocked Up. Proposal was two. Proposal was two thousand and six, I think, something like that. So yeah, that's crazy. Well, there you go. All right, so that is that, guys. So we're going to look at some better lists now. I'm just saying. Um, Jess is currently updating all of the stuff with dates, which I'm loving watching this happen live on the drive. Two thousand nine for the proposal. I'm slightly off, but I'll take it. Um, so yeah, what's really, really cool is I'm on just list. I'm looking at them now and there isn't a single matching movie. That's so cool. All right, guys, this is battle now, Jess. We haven't got any of the same stuff. So there's nothing that crosses over. So cool. Right, so I'm going to jump into mine. I'll share what I think about each one as I go. And then Jess can have a crack at it too while she continues to add dates in. 1999. Ooh, Runaway Bride. Wow. Okay. 1998, six... 1998? What the hell? No. That must be 2010 or something. <laughs> I guess it was that old. Because it kind of followed on from Friends, didn't it? it was like Friends was huge in second season. Very interesting. Locked up 2007. Mm-hmm. All right. So this... All right. And the other ones are older than, older than the I other thought. ones are older than <laughs> Proposal. So there's nothing from the less, less, last 14 years. That is insane. What has happened to that, that theme? Bizarre. All right, guys, here we go. So in eighth place for me is Hitch. So that was third on box office, but I'm putting in eighth. Super fun. Really like the story. I kind of like these things where there's a dating expert who really just really struggles with dating and love and all that. Um, it's just really quirky and cool. It was a bit like um, Crazy Stupid Love. I was like that, wasn't it, where he was helping Steve Carell's character um, with it as well. Um, I just love all that sort of thing. Breaking down the myth. Stereotypical man. Okay, in seventh place, I couldn't quite figure out if this qualifies. This is going to be themed today, and it's This Means War. So, this is Tom Hardy and Chris Pine battling it out for Reese Witherspoon. Um, so, they're kind of like the kind of like cop agent type, secret agent type things, um, really good friends. And it's all broken down. Their friendship's broken down by their their want for Reese Witherspoon. I thought it was really fun. I love both those guys so much. I love her loads too. So super, super fun, super silly and unrealistic, but I kind of like that about it. And then we've got Last Christmas. So I seem to be sticking Christmas films into lots of my lists recently. Um, I just, why not? So this stars Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Um, and she's amazing. She's such a great actress. She's so, so good. Um, and she was in a film called Me Before You with the chap in the wheelchair and she's the carer of him. And oh, she's great. Um, and this is just like, it's like a Christmassy movie and she's kind of lost her way. She nearly dies and then she kind of um, 
I think they think of her as a screw up as a character. And then this guy comes along and shows her, you know, all across London, how it is to be, to be human and love life again. And it's so gorgeous and beautiful. And the twist at the end is absolutely insane. You won't see it coming. I'm not telling you what it is. It's mental. You're like, what the hell? So the fact they chuck that in, boost it straight into my top eight. Um, and it's beautiful. Very Christmassy too. 2019, guys. Not long ago. So that's number six. Number five is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I love it so much. Matthew McConaughey is an absolute legend. I'm glad he moved away from romantic comedy onto just really immense movies, but I'm glad he had his stint because it means I can feature them in my list. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is awesome. And uh, I don't know what else to say about it, really. I just thought it was really cool how she was trying to get him to not love her or fall in for her, but he's also try to get rid of him in 10 days but then he kind of is playing games with her too really really fun very silly in fourth position it's notting hill so going for a nice british classic uh julia roberts as the token american uh and it's just a beautiful classic londony british movie um i'm really glad i got to fit in a really really old film 1999 thanks to jess's ever live inputting of dates so thank you this is really interesting i don't know what's going to come next in third place, another film from 1999, which is 10 Things I Hate About You. So I have snuck in a high school music, but after watching the trailer, it is very much about um, she needs to get a date so her sister can get her date. So it's all about dating and, you know, he fledges in it, you know, and we all know what happened to him. We send him, you know, send his memory so much love. It's an absolute classic. It's great script at the time. It's totally different to stuff like American Pie. It really tried to like break away from the trashiest script and just actually have some depth to it, which is really cool. And by the way, I do like American Pie. I no, no shade. I'm just saying 10 Things About You was, was better, basically. So that's my high school pick. Uh, in second place is The Proposal, which was fifth on box office. I love Ryan. I love Sandra, like I said. Absolutely really fun story. Really silly. They're both fantastic in it, just before they went off into insane stardom after that winning, you know, with Sandra Bullock winning Oscars and Ryan doing Deadpool. And, oh, man, so good. And in first place, mostly because the cast just is absolutely awesome, is Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Matthew McConaughey having to face all of the ghost exes before he goes out there into the world to actually be a proper man, to fall in love and treat women with respect. And it's really cool. I love everybody in it. It's got Emma Stone in it, who's like one of my faves, top five. Um, actually, she's out there right now. So she's in it. And it's also got Jennifer Garner from 13 Going On 30 and Electra, And she's also awesome as well. So um, it had all my favorite peeps in it. And it was just so fun and great. And it, I could watch that over and over again forever. So, of course, it would be number one. So I'll leave it there. I got a little bit excited along the way, and I've got a much better range of dates than the box office one. I'm very proud of that. I've got all from 1999 to 2019. I've got a 20-year coverage, guys. So you should probably vote for B at this point, just based on that. So that's it. I've made my pitch. Let's see what Jess thinks briefly before um, we move on to the next one. So Jess, I know you've been a busy, busy girl, but what are your thoughts on my list? I have seen them all. I think they're all great movies. I was actually just talking to somebody about she's not a romantic comedy fan. She does not meet the stereotype, but loves Matthew McConaughey. So when I was asking some people like, what are your top movies? 
in this section or this section, she said, what's that one with Matthew McConaughey? And I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, yes, yes. That's why, that's why she watched it. So I love that you too said that, that, you know, Matthew McConaughey, there's some great ones. And there's a couple on your list that I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't put that on my list, but I, I love them. I think they're great. And again, I love how different our lists are. So I think of all the lists we've ever done, since we don't have any in common, it'll be really interesting to see who votes for what and what was the ultimate movie that they were like, yes, this is the one romantic comedy movie I've ever seen and loved it. That's why I voted for the list. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It's going to be that, isn't it? It's going to be like one killer movie that's like their number one in their top eight. I think that's the key. I'm looking at your list before we do it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's too. But yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I didn't realize there was comedy in some of those, even though I love them. So I can't wait for you to tell me to put me straight on that. I'm really looking forward to that because there's one there. Your fifth spot. If I thought that was allowed, it'd be in. I'm heartbroken. It's like John Wick all over again from the last episode. <laughs> Here again, guys. But yeah, um, when we get back from the break, we will jump into Jess's list. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are now going to head into Jesse's. Like I said, they're all completely different. So we cannot wait to see what film that you adore is going to maybe get me or Jess. The... Hey, you might vote for the other two, but, you know, come on. So let's <laughs> see which one swings you. So, Jess, get swinging. Let's do it. All right. In my number eight spot, a bit questionable for the romantic comedy piece, but five feet apart, it is the movie about two young people who have the same illness they fall in love and they're told that due to their condition they shouldn't come within six feet of each other and one way to take back and regain a part of their life is by saying five feet and it's just such a sweet a sweet moment and there's definitely some i i'm a classic like i will watch if you see me on a plane there's chances i'm watching one of these movies and crying because half these movies the first time i ever saw them was on a movie so there's that fun fact about me, <laughs> which leads us to my seventh spot, Me Before You. We've talked about it a little bit. Such a beautiful movie where the woman starts caregiving for a gentleman who was recently paralyzed and it's their love story. Yes, first time I watched it, playing bowling the whole time. The sixth spot, another beautiful movie, The Vow. This one is so beautiful. She loses her memory due to an accident. So the love of her life tries to basically re get her to refall in love with him, which is actually based on a true story. So fun fact. The number fifth spot, About Time. So I, I know there, again, our lists were hard to really determine what was considered a true romantic comedy. This movie, I love for so many reasons. My husband actually introduced me to this movie and it's beautiful about the gentleman who can pseudo time travel and how he basically he falls in love with this woman and has to learn to live with, without traveling in time and enjoying the moment. In the number four spot, Fault in Our Stars, such a beautiful story. Uh, that's another one where a young couple fall in love 
and cancer's involved and just it's a beautiful story about their journey in the third spot this uh, this is a throwing back it's a 2005 movie Elizabethtown. I love it. There's even hints of this movie that my husband and I, I got him to watch it and we incorporated hints of this movie into our wedding. So super fun. He is going through a midlife crisis, shall we say, and his dad passes away. So he has to go back home to try and take care of things with the family. So it's a, it's a sweet kind of um, coming coming of age-ish story when you're older. In the number two spot, I have P.S. I Love You, good old 2007 movie, which I uh, I have mixed feelings about it now because the movie revolves around a woman who loses her husband to not just any kind of cancer, but brain cancer, the same kind of cancer my husband has. And it's just, this is another it's a romantic comedy, but it's also one about how he helps her fall in love with her life after him. And I'm just, who chills just thinking about it. Absolutely love it. But my number one spot has to go to my soul movie and my beautiful Natalie Portman going all the way back to good old 2004 Garden State. And that's another one. Zach Braff has a uh, his, his mother passes away, he goes home for the funeral and learning to just love life again. I think that's kind of a overall theme with a lot of my movies is people learning to just love again or love life. And I just, I love it. I'm, yeah, stereotype. I love me some romantic comedies and will cry to them any day. So what do you think? I'm curious about my list if you have seen them all or if there's some you've never even heard of before. Uh, I have seen seven of them, so I'm a very good boy. Seen all, seen seven. I haven't seen the last one. We knew that from last time. I do need to watch it. Sounds um, what I'm going to say. Beautiful. So like beautiful films about human connection. What it is to be a human being, and I think that's the theme of that whole list. To be honest, which is why it's, it's just a beautiful list based on human human interaction. What it is to be here and alive on the planet. So I really love that. So beautiful is good word for her, isn't it? So yeah, I haven't seen that. So I'm going to go through it and test my knowledge of Acker's name. So me before you, I don't need to do that. It's Amelia Clark. Um, I was sobbing away in that bad boy. Uh, what a beautiful um, connection those two had. It was lovely. Now, the vow was Channing Tatum, correct? Mm-hmm. And then the lady from, the woman from, was originally Mean Girls, and she's done loads of other stuff since then. I've forgotten her name. Uh, but yeah, absolutely um Heartbreaking stuff, really. Yeah, having to convince someone to love you again. Rachel McAdams. Look, there it is. Popped out of nowhere. Uh, about time. 100 percent has got loads of comedy in it, and I'm kicking myself for not putting it in. I should have just trusted my gut and put it in. I was like, oh, should I? Um, but yeah, that was a comedy. And that's got Bill Nye in it and Gleason, but I can't remember his first name. Maybe the name will appear from a ghost. And there it is, Donald Gleason. And uh, hang on a minute, Rachel McAdams again. Hell is going on around here, and just to be clear, also Margot Robbie, isn't it? Uh, so you know, that's fair. Fortnite stars. Um, it's oh, it's got uh, he's got that girl in it from the uh, not Hunger Games, the other series, isn't it? The other series of films. Um, that's it. Yeah, Charlene Woodley. Uh, yeah, that's a beautiful film. Um, I'm noticing that you, yeah, you seem drawn to, yeah, these films where people are. Well, dying, I guess. Um, 
which is interesting. But it's again, it's human connection, isn't it? It's so beautiful. I think that's when you really tr- realize what life's all about and how to see the beauty in everything. It's so lovely, isn't it? So lovely. Elizabeth Town is Chris and Dunce, correct? Yeah, baby. And it's also the guy with long dark hair from Troy and Kingdom of Heaven, Orlando Bloom, baby. Oh, yes, of course it is. Uh, God, Kingdom of, um, yeah, God, I haven't thought about that film in ages. I love that movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. P.S. I Love You okay. is Hilary Swank, correct? Oh my God, my knowledge is so good. Uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I can imagine, wow. Oh, Gerald Butler as well, yeah. I can imagine how, um, yeah, close to home now. I must be, that would be really tough, wouldn't it? I think to watch that now. Uh, but yeah, that whole idea of like when someone passes and they kind of encourage you to to live a full life afterwards. Oh, phew, heartbreaking stuff. Gorgeous though. And then number one, true to your brand, like my brand of Fast and Furious, you've gone for your Portmans. I remember this from that episode and keeping true to that. And yeah, it's a great film anyway, Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. And that's the oldest one you've got. So that's pretty cool. The oldest one is your number one, 2004. So um, not as much range on your dates, not that has any bearing whatsoever (laughs) on voting, (laughs) but it's a nice theme for this particular episode. Yeah. I do feel like I probably have to give like, yes, being faced with knowing that every day is my husband's last day. I've always loved these movies and been close to them even before my husband's diagnosis. Well, I guess second diagnosis, but I wasn't there the first time. Um, The PS I love you, it, does change a little bit but ironically when i watch it now i didn't remember that he his cancer was brain cancer until i went to rewatch it and then i was like this is bs <laughs> he so anyway it's just his experience in the movie with brain cancer is different than my experience with my husband with brain cancer so i kind of laugh a little bit in a sense but i do i ironically yes all of these as you said that's true like somebody dies in all these movies <laughs> but I just, I, I love them. And maybe it's like the growth from the death that everyone experiences and just how lovely that story is. But (laughs) like I said, I think it's more about human connection than it is about death and life. I think it's more about what it is to be in relationship. Um, you know, not romantic necessarily, but any form of relationship, how important it is. Um, and how influential, inspiring, and impactful it can be on each, we can be on each other. I think we forget that the impact we can have. So, I think that's why it's beautiful. I think in many ways. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, really amazing list. Um, and yeah, I would like to watch a lot of those again. But because I struggle a bit with my mental health, I had to be really careful about when I watch things. And it's been a really good place because I struggle a bit. So um, it's all about timing. I think that's why I'm drawn to action films because there's no emotional. <laughs> emotional torment or component to my mental health when I'm watching it. It's like, yeah, get him, get the bad guy. So it's fine. All right, let's jump into the IMDb score. So this is like, I say highest rated, they're all quite low rated. Uh, I don't know what this this was, if it was a, a, list, a, a, a film watcher or IMDb themselves, but hey, I'm going to go with it. We needed a list, so here we are. There's lots of different stuff in it. Okay, guys, let's have a look. So in eighth position, we have Four Weddings and a Funeral, 1994. So not a British flick making onto a list. So it's up there with the Notting Hill crowd. Um, Yeah, really, really great film. Even if you're not British, I'm sure you can appreciate the quality of this very dry, um, humorous um, sort of 
family and friends and romance and love. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, Chasing Amy in... in Chasing Amy is in at seven, and it's got a very young Ben Affleck in it. I was watching the trailer, I was like, what the hell? Look at Ben! And loads of other famous people in it have all gone off to do really well. 997, guys. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Punk Drunk Love was, uh, from what I remember, was Adam Sandler having a little crack at something a little bit more... What's the word? You know, just lots of silly stuff, doesn't it? And it was really impressive, really impressive in his role, actually, showing that he had a lot of range to his acting, and I was really happy for him in many ways he's done more since then actually like that as well but yeah it was very different it was really really cool that's 2002 i got a 7.3 by the way on mdb 10 things i hate about you is back with a 7.3 which is an unacceptably low number but we're gonna let it go it's 1999 crazy stupid love very surprised that's the first time we've seen that today i'm very surprised indeed even from from me it's probably my number nine 7.4 2011 uh, it's got Ryan Gosling, a bit like the Hitch character from Will Smith, Steve Carell. And it's it's super fun. Um, Emma Stone as well, my girl. Um, and the scene at the end in the garden when they all meet up is hilarious. Lots of silly boy fighting in that. Really, really great little scene. So yeah, well done. Uh, that got 7.4. Love actually, uh, obviously, is a classic, especially in the UK. Every British person pretty much watches Love Actually just in the run up to Christmas. It's standard procedure. So that's what we do. And I'm sure there are many Americans that feel the same way. So Love Actually is 7.6. It's got hundreds of famous people in it. So it's not bother even saying the names. 2003. Just quick mention for Liam Neeson, who is in this film as a little boy's dad. I just want to say that because I literally watched, I watched Taken 1, 2, and 3 last week. I'm absolutely obsessed right now about franchises. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, right, watch those three. I loved it. They're all so good. Oh, my God. And I thought... Love actually, that's so weird, but yeah, lovely stuff, right? When Harry met Sally, guys, 1989, our first one from the 80s is here today. A uh, bit of a classic, I can't even think if I've seen it, which is controversial. I presume this is that one, is it, where she's like having an orgasm on the table, pretend one or something? I think it's that film. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, in that bad boy, and then in top spot, completely randomly, great film, but what is 500 Days of Summer. If I remember rightly, is Zoe Deschanel. Oh, I, I said that before you put it there. And it's got the guy from Lupa and, the, and Inception. I can't remember his name. So yeah, 7.7, 500 Days of Summer, 2009. Great movie. Um, romantic comedy though. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's it. Romantic comedy, I guess it is. Yeah, it's like an indie romantic comedy, isn't it? I'm feeling a bit gutted about that. I think about time, if I wanted days, would have made it into my list. Heartbreaking stuff, guys, live on the show. So what are your thoughts on that one, Jess? I think some other really good ones for sure. I Some of them I haven't seen in so long and definitely a huge variety. I, I like that we have the dates to look at to see the wide range of dates. And I'm with the overall dates of all of them, even for the scores there, right? Like maybe maybe this has a correlation with when did Marvel and DC start coming out with all their movies? You know, like mm. maybe that has some, yeah, good point. some love story within those as well. And I also, I also think that you brought up a good point with the mental health and the type of movies. 
I, I, I'm like, I love to cry and get it out, but I can also see where some movies can just completely derail your day or week. So the action movies and the, or like a clear cut, who's the, the villain. And you're excited that the, the action figure beats the villain. Yeah. I think that might be a, sh a shift in what a film was meant to be. I think the the whole bad guy, good guy thing kind of became the thing for the last 20 years, didn't it? Um, I know we're getting some deep movie uh, trivia here. Let, I'm, I'm going to guess. Yeah, ready to look it up? Because you're my expert admin. Um, I think Iron Man was 2008. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. So yeah, am I right? Good, good job. Well. Wow. So yeah, Iron Man was the first Marvel um 2008 and look look at the box office 2007 2009 and then nothing ah. so hey there might be something in it it might have been the uh goodbye bad guy superhero um phase okay. so anyway we're probably just completely putting two things together that don't even correlate hey, you never know. it'd be pretty cool conspiracy if it was like maybe some students are like ah screw it let's not bother we're never going to beat these at box office on the opening weekend so why should we do it so there we have it, everybody um we took much longer on this episode than i thought we were going to do to be honest um on something that i think actually these are really important movies weirdly enough important so yeah now's your chance to go and vote everyone over on the instagram so you'll be voting a b c or d it's the industry box office take a i'm b jess is c and imdb high scores is d so just head over to the post you see all our posters on there with our cartoon character versions of us. And you can just put in your A, B, and C, or D. And then just let us know if there's a particular film, especially if it's B or C, that swung it. We'd love to know what swung it um, for me and Jess. That'd be really, really, really fun. Really, really cool. And we'll talk about it on our anniversary episode, anniversary 30. Yeah, our 30th episode. So, yeah, we'll dive into all of it um, for then. Hopefully, we'll put this out before we record that. That's the general consensus idea of this whole thing so thank you very much for listening we hope one of these films may be on your list for viewing in the next few days and you can tell us how you got on so sending love romance and dating to you all and we will see you next time where we will have a complete shift into a very sweary sweary Samuel Jackson we'll see you then Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.